we go. Welcome to Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. I have to say welcome to and not welcome back because we took a probably one of the bigger gaps that we've taken um, in the three years that we've been doing this show. But Sam is adjusting to a new work-life schedule. I'm adjusting to a new work-life schedule. We've identified Sunday evenings as our day to film. So um, hopefully we've gotten everything figured out going forward. So there really shouldn't be this big of a gap in our episodes going forward but so apologies on that but it appears we have figured things out and we should be back to a weekly schedule going forward sam uh, it's been a while since we've been on how you been um how's life how's work man if, if you just want to snip it right i didn't have a single day this week where i had a day off i mean it was one thing after another just changing the youth man really setting the groundworks for 14 year olds of all genders and uh in the game of volleyball really i picked up uh coaching volleyball at a, a club here and um it's been great really it's been i was pretty fearful of it of how to head coach a team and how to connect with younger kids but um it's been it's been amazing yeah my only coaching experience was before i moved up here to chico and I got to coach one of the one of the Southern League teams for Roseville. And you know, as a you know, they say they say that athletes die twice, right? Once after your career is over, and then twice when you actually die. So, like, I certainly felt that when my athletic career was over, and then when I got a chance to coach, um, it was. I mean, I always knew it was going to be fun, and it's something that I've always wanted to do, and something that I still eventually would like to do um, as a as a you know hopefully a yearly thing um but man it was it was so much more fun than even i thought it was going to be and i went into it expecting to have a blast so mm-hmm. um sure you know it's, uh, it's it's funny like there's those things that coaches if you guys are most of the people that listen to this podcast right probably are athletes that have grown up being athletes right there's things that each coach through your life has done that you're like man that's so annoying why do they do that that sort of thing And I like, I've had that throughout my life, right? With these different coaches. And now I find myself doing those things now because they're not paying attention or we just got to, we're not being focused enough, that sort of thing, right? And you're like, how did I become this person? How did I become them? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, right? Oh, I'm I'm so lax though. My, My girlfriend who she's been on, um, the podcast, right? We're coaching together, and she's the mean one by far. I think we all knew that was probably going to be the case. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, let's get to it. So, we, I have to say right now, we are filming Sunday night. So, currently, the Tennessee Titans are playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. It is in, it's basically halftime right now. It is 14 to nine with about two minutes left. Uh, the Titans are up on the Chiefs. So, We will not have the results of that game, and obviously we won't have the Monday night game, which is going to be the Ravens and the Saints game. So we won't have the results of that. So the reactions are basically going to be from the Thursday night game all the way up to everything before the Sunday night game. So let's do that real quick. We'll do a quick recap in case you need sort of a score update or missed a couple games. So the Thursday night game, Eagles beat the Texans 29-17. to then we move to Sunday. The Patriots beat the Colts 26-3. The Lions beat the Packers 15-9. We'll hit on that a little bit later. Chargers narrowly escaped the Falcons 20-17. to 
for the Jets in an absolute stunner. <clears throat> Excuse me. Beat the Bills 20 to 17. We'll definitely talk about that. Vikings continue their streak of winning at the very, very end over the Commanders 20 to 17. The Bengals put on an absolute clinic. Well, really, I should say Joe Mixon put on an absolute clinic with five touchdowns. I, uh, I was playing against him today in fantasy. Um, so that's an L. That was, um, that was interesting. I also, I, I have Justin Fields on my bench, and there was no way that I was that I knew that he was going to go off for forty-one points. Um, so that would have helped. But he's been anyway. playing well, though. Justin Fields has been playing well in the last couple. Of absolutely, years. absolutely, absolutely. I was I have Geno Smith, and he's been money that like pretty much every week. So I was like, yeah, I, I didn't even think about my quarterback situation. But now going forward, I think I might have to. <laughs> um, so Bengals route the Panthers 42 to 21. By the way, Baker Mayfield subbed in at halftime, came in through two touchdowns for the Panthers. The Jaguars beat the Raiders. We will talk about this game. 27 to 20. The Bears almost, almost beat the Dolphins. Almost beat the Dolphins. It appears that they are figuring something out uh, in Chicago with their new quarterback. Well, not their new quarterback, their young quarterback. Dolphins win 35. 232 Seahawks beat the Cardinals 31 and 21 and the Buccaneers come back and they beat the Rams 16 to 13. And again, like I mentioned, the Titans are up 14 to nine on the Kansas city. Uh, you're muted, Jason. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Um, all right, so I have five takes coming out of week nine of the NFL season that I will be reading to Sam, and he will be reacting to. I was able to sit down and pretty much watch all of these games today, so I have lots of thoughts on uh, lots of different games. So I will start with the first one. Yeah, hit me. First game is going to be the Packers and Lions, and my take is the Packers are done. Like, they are just – they're not going to make the playoffs. And I think, I think this game – felt like it should have been the get right game for the Packers and we've seen get right games go south on teams this year you want to talk about the the Buccaneers playing against the the Panthers and that quote-unquote get right game that turned into a nightmare Uh, but I think you were still holding out hope if you were a Packers fan or even somebody who just enjoys watching Aaron Rodgers that they were going to be able to figure it out I mean this is the team that's been 13 and three over the past what like three seasons yeah, in a row? I think three seasons in a row. Yeah, yeah, they've been one of the best and most consistent teams in the league for a while now. And with you know a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you just kind of figured they were going to figure it out. But God, they were stifled today by the Lions. And the one thing that you can say about Aaron, well, the one thing you couldn't ever say about Aaron Rodgers is that he was careless with the football. He threw three interceptions today, and. That is something that is just very, very uncharacteristic of him. I would like to know, I don't have the stat in front of me, but it'd be interesting to know when the last time an opposing quarterback facing Aaron Rodgers threw more, uh, like when Aaron Rodgers threw more interceptions than the quarterback he was facing. Because I guarantee you it hasn't happened in a very, very long time. Jared Goff threw one, but Aaron Rodgers threw three today. And it's just, yeah, the Lions good for them for fighting um, and competing against the Packers, but uh, yeah, they're done. They really are, especially now that the Minnesota Vikings are seven and one. Yeah. I think it's, it's a lot to do not about them. Right. I think the NFC as a whole is 
the Giants are off to a great start. You could talk about Seattle, but Seattle and San Francisco, one of those, both of those teams are going to make the playoffs, right? At least one of them is going to be a wild card. Minnesota, there's no way they're catching them, right? Nope. Even if Minnesota has an Arizona-like collapse in the collapse. second half of the season, right? They're still too far behind with no real hope of getting right. They've lost five in a row. Yeah. So, I mean, if we just, if the, if we're just looking at the division winners right now, or what we think will be the division winners, uh, the Eagles are going to probably, probably going to, like, we're just yeah. going based off today, but we'll just, you know, play it kind of safe. So the Eagles are probably going to win the NFC East. Seahawks right now, who knows? It'll be the Seahawks or the 49ers. Vikings are going to wrap up that division, probably have already. And then, I mean, I'm assuming the Bucks are going to win that uh, that division. So now you're now you're looking at the wild cards, and the Cowboys are six and two. The Giants are six and two. Whoever doesn't win the NFC West between the Seahawks and the 49ers, one of them is going to make that wild card. So mm-hmm. now the Packers would be competing. Well, actually, at that point, because I'm assuming that the Giants and the Cowboys are both going to get in. So at that point, you're competing against San Francisco and maybe the Falcons. Right. Who are both ahead of them, right? Well, and the Commanders are ahead of them, and they're last in the NFC East. <laughs> and they beat them, too. And so they, they beat have the them. tiebreaker, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think something was very telling, right, when you were going over that, that get-right game. And all, all teams have it, right? We can go back to last year's Super Bowl champions, the Rams. They had that stretch, that three-week, four-week stretch where they looked awful, right? Turning the ball over, getting blown out. Um, they lost to the Niners a couple times, that sort of thing, right? But then right before the playoffs, they had that game where it kind of clicked, right? And that's what sort of righted the ship. We thought the Packers' get-right game was against the Jets. Nope. Jets seem like they're better than what we think they are. Commanders, that seemed pretty prime to be a get-right game. I think the Commanders only had a couple wins at that point, Right end up losing that game to a backup quarterback losing to the bills you know what they actually looked a lot better in that game right there was some hope coming out of there they ran the ball pretty well um just didn't have enough firepower to compete with the buffalo bills right no loss no no faults there right going up against a division rival who they have owned for probably the entirety of aaron Rodgers' career even when they had matthew stafford right it is serious ownage that the Green Bay Packers have. And Detroit has probably the worst defense we've seen in the last two decades, giving up a million points to every single team that they play. If this isn't the get-right games of get-right games, I don't know what is. And then they end up having probably their worst performance out of the whole lot. Right? Oh. That's just done. It's just too late. So it appears, at least looking, I just quickly pulled up the uh, the record of Aaron Rodgers versus the Lions. And I think this is including today because a couple of the websites say 18 and 5, but this most recent one says 18 and 6. So he was 18 ownage. and 5. Yeah, That's ownage. Yeah. Big time. I mean, mm-hmm. how many chances do the Green Bay Packers have to get? This is supposed to be a cohesive unit. And I get they don't have enough weapons. But this defense is playing way too poorly. They were supposed to be carrying, right? And they're giving up 27 to the Jets, 27 
to the Giants, 24 to uh, Zappy. Right? I mean, they're Zappy. just <laughs> giving up 23 to the Commanders, I think, is too much. Yeah. Right? Those are some limited offenses that they're giving up. They should be dictating those games, right, as a defensive unit. And they're just playing – they're not holding up their end of the bargain. The offensive struggles have been uh, widely reported, right? And some of those games I don't even think are at Rogers' fault. Today, maybe he felt like he was forced – he might have needed to force it a little bit, and that might have led to the turnovers, right? Maybe. Maybe. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they're staring up at the Minnesota Vikings who are 7-1, and, and that just feels like too big of a hole for them to climb out. So, Packers are done. All right, let's move on to the – Might uh, as well move the franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Packers are done, and we're done talking about them. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on to the second one. So, the AFC is pretty stacked with good teams. I mean, if you look at the mm-hmm. second-place teams in each division, the Bengals are 5-4, the Chargers are 5-3, the Jets are 6-3. and three. And I'm going to highlight the Jets right here because mm-hmm. I, think the, I think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. I really do. Um, and the, I think the thing that is going to keep them out of the playoffs if they don't make it is not going to be um, not going to be because they didn't earn it. It's just going to be because some other team beat them to it record-wise, um, which is to be said um, – that there's just a lot of really good teams in the AFC, but I do think the Jets right now are a playoff team and their play against the Bills today really showed it. Their defense all year has been playing fantastic. It was really Zach Wilson who you kind of sat back and were having question marks about. And he probably had his best game just in terms of not being overly gunslinger-esque. Um, in the game because I mean you look back at the game against the Patriots last week he just gave that game away he gave the game away to the Patriots now I know he threw for 355 yards and that was a career high for him but he also threw three just terrible interceptions today his stat line wasn't amazing his 18 for 25 for 154 one touchdown but he was a lot smarter today Mm -hmm. with the football he played really really well and the Jets defense is just really really good they were all over Josh Allen today he went 18 for 34 for 205 zero touchdowns and two interceptions he was struggling today and it had everything to do with how well the Jets defense was playing I really do think the Jets are going to make the playoffs um yeah one thing about that man I I think it's tough. They got away matchups in the division, right? They're playing Miami, Buffalo, and New England all away to finish up. And I really think that they're going to lose every single one of those. (laughs) Right? I think that's – it's tough. I think that's just putting them behind the eight ball. And then they have games against – in Seattle, at Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Um a couple of easier games, right, against Chicago, Detroit, Jacksonville. I think those are for sure winnable games, but would I be surprised if the Jets were to lose one of those? No. Right? I think they're capped out at 10-7. and seven. But, see, they've beaten really good teams this year that I don't think anybody thought that they were going to beat. I mean, they've beaten Miami. So if it comes down to a tiebreaker, they – I mean, well, I mean, obviously they play Miami uh, later on in the year. Mm-hmm. But – 
they also are going to be playing Miami in January at the end of the year. So you'd think that the home field advantage that Miami has every time that they play won't be as crazy um, in January because, you know, it's not going to be too ridiculously hot. Wasn't um, that, that was Teddy Bridgewater, wasn't it? When they play, I think so. Yeah, um, I, don't think, I think that was when Tua was out. They beat the Packers, which I know we just bagged on, but you know they <laughs> very they very it. easily they very easily could have they very easily should have won that Patriots game um, last week. And if they get the Patriots, if if Zach Wilson played the game that he did today against the Patriots last week, they win that game. They were mauling the Patriots in the beginning of that game, and then Zach just kind of gave it away. So I do think now, like I said, they're going to be. They're fighting with the Dolphins. They're fighting with the Chargers. They're fighting with the Bengals. Um, and those are you know, some really good teams that they're going to be going up against for that wild card spot. But I really do think that they have a good enough defense to carry them there. And if Zach Wilson plays the way he did today, then there's no reason why they can't uh, make the playoffs. Yeah, you're talking about them limiting his role, right? I think last year they went in and it's like, man, Zach's going to have to win us some games. Because the talent around him yeah, is just dreadful. The kitchen sink at him, yeah. Right, and then he eventually, you know, it goes the way it goes. Um, I think a lot of these games, right, he's been sub 200 passing yards. And that's kind of by design, really, of limiting not his ability for them to win, but his ability to lose the game for him. Because he kind of has that in him. And maybe it's about having him learn how to win these games. And then once he once he allows that talent to take over and starts making some throws with a little confidence, I think this guy's living. He's definitely shown improvement this year for sure. Um, definitely. But I, I don't think they make it. I think the AFC is we'll tough. I think Chargers make it ahead of them. I think Bengals make it ahead of them. I think Miami makes it ahead of them. I don't know if the Chargers are better than the Jets, truthfully. The Chargers are so weird. They're, <laughs> they're winning so, those games. They're so weird. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, let's move on to take number three. Take number three revolves around uh, quite a few different teams, but really around one guy. 2021 is going to be the year that the 49ers and multiple teams look back as the year that they missed out on Justin Fields. Oh. Justin Fields – Poor take. Has, huh? Poor take. Oh, absolutely not a poor take. Justin no. Fields over the past couple of weeks has really, really started to seem like he is understanding how to really play quarterback in the NFL. Today, he went 17 for 28, 123, three touchdowns. He also ran for 178 yards. I'm sorry, did you um, say 123 passing yards? Yeah. He also threw three touchdowns and ran for 178 yards. 100 and, 120, and he learned how to play quarterback. Was, no, was that you, the quote that you used? So, so you're just going to look at the num at the passing yards and ignore the four touchdowns and zero turnovers. Well, I, no, I get gonna, it. I'm going to blow past that. I think, I think, I think I said it earlier, right? He's been playing really well the last couple, the last three weeks, right? But to say that he figured out how to play the quarterback position, I think he's is a figuring strip. out. And you got to understand that he does not have the weapons that all of these uh, other court, like Zach Wilson has infinitely better weapons than 
Justin Fields uh, does. Because at the end of the day, what? he has a number. He has a number one wide receiver. There's Who? no person. Garrett Wilson. No, oh, even watching the Jets at all. Dude, Garrett Wilson was in Zach Wilson's doghouse when Zach Wilson came back. Garrett Wilson oh was God, phenomenal dude. for Joe Flacco, and he's been playing well the last couple weeks. But he's not a number dude. one receiver. Dude, you you have not been watching the Jets at all. <laughs> at all, Garrett Wilson is. 10 times better than any wide receiver on the Bears. The closest thing they have is Mooney. Darnell Mooney's a good player. I didn't say he isn't, but I'm you saying say he's 10 times he... worse than Garrett Wilson. Yes. <laughs> that means he's a bad player. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and they just got Chase Claypool. Yeah, they just got Chase Claypool, but he went for two, rece- two catches and 13 yards. They yeah, also they don't ask Justin Fields to throw the ball around the yard either. They're built around uh, their run game right now, and that's okay. He doesn't have to develop into a 300-yard passer this year, but what I'm saying is that he's making very, very smart and very, very smart plays, and he's putting the Bears in position to win. So what you're seeing right now is a guy who's starting to figure it out, and in the next year or two, then I'm sure they're going to start to ask him, hey, we know you. I'm sure they're going to hybrid him into Lamar Jackson 2.0, kind of. That's what they're hoping Hurts, he's going to turn in, or Jalen Hurts, like, hoping he's turning into that. I'm not saying he's there yet, but what I am saying is that they are putting him in very good positions right now to succeed, and he is taking full advantage of it, and he's just looking really, really good right now. I think he's the last couple of weeks he's shown that he's he could be the most athletic player on a football field. Oh yeah. And at both 11s he could be the most athletic and he just happens to be talented enough to be a quarterback. He had this one run today where he he got sort of stuck in the pocket, rolled left and kind of ran up the middle. He did this pump fake to get a linebacker up in the air and then as soon as he landed put a little side step on him and ran for like a 60-yard touchdown. I was like, dude, <laughs> quarterbacks don't do that there's one other quarterback who can do that and that's Lamar (laughs) there's one guy who can make that play Jason I mean you know I thought the Niners should have drafted him with the third overall pick Mm -hmm. I was on the record saying that yeah to say I don't even think the Niners would admit that Trey Lance was a miss based off of four career starts yeah we don't Trevor Lawrence I think has shown enough at least this year, that he is still better than Justin Fields. I think Trevor Lawrence took a major step forward when they finally gave him. Bro, he had overcome Urban Meyer. He pretty much had to er- unlearn they, they, everything he well, knew about say, the NFL. I was going to say, we, we need to put last year away from Trevor Lawrence. Right? Everything like that happened negative to him last year, just attribute that to Urban. <laughs> Doug Peterson's probably like, okay, what are you looking for on this play, right? And Trevor's going through team. his reads, his reads, right? And Doug's like, that's completely wrong. Who yeah. told you to do that? Oh, Urban? Okay. We Now we know. Scrap, like, throw that, we'll uh, throw it in the trash. We're done with that. You're like, did you guys hear he was throwing in the throw to the other team? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want you to, I want you to act like you're, uh, you're throwing it to number 21 here in the blue jersey. But coach, he's on the other team. Yeah, but you're throwing it through him. Okay, right. throw it through him. You're gonna throw Me. it so hard it's gonna go through his hands. You're you're throwing right your guys open, okay? Mm-hmm. But yeah, but the guy over here is open. No, but you're throwing this guy open. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
God, uh, that was so what a what a ridiculous. What a weird year that was for the Jaguars. I, I mean, my God. And I think, so the Niners, I don't think the Niners regret not taking fields. No, I not. And I said that more just to like sort of emphasize the fact that they had a chance to draft him. And as of right now, obviously he's playing outstanding. But in terms of like a judgment call on Trey Lance, there's really no fair judgment that you can make on him yet. So. Because I'm hearing stuff that they might try to ship Trey Lance out and just stick it with Jimmy G and try to get more weapons and stuff. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, uh, let's uh, let's actually stick in the 49ers division. Let's go to uh, the next take, and that's going to be on the Seahawks. Um, I still think right now that the 49ers are better than the Seahawks. I think they're the mm-hmm. best team in that division. Uh, but best there team is in the a NFC. Vi- there is a very no. Um, there is a- <laughs> There is a real possibility that the Seahawks could win that division. Um, And I only, Mm -hmm. if they were on even footing with the 49ers right now, I wouldn't give it to them. Uh, But the fact is, is that they are six and three and the 49ers are four and four. Um, The Seahawks have a lot of winnable games going forward. I think out of their next four games, theoretically, I think at least on paper, they should win three of them. uh, Mm -hmm. And they could very easily beat the Bucs. but they play the Bucks next week. That's going to be the game in Germany. Uh, but then they play the Raiders, who they should beat. Uh, then they play the Rams, who they should beat. And then they have the Panthers. And then it's a coin flip sort of at the end of the year uh, with the three games because they play the Niners, they end up playing the Chiefs, and then they play the Jets. So those are three tough games. But if they win three out of their next four, I mean, in hell, they could win all four. But I'm going to say that they're going to be three and one. They're going to be in a really good spot. And again, while I think the 49ers are a better team, I think the Seahawks have put themselves in a really good position where they honestly could win that division. Yeah, looking at it, man, I I just wanted to see, right, to go back to see who they've actually lost to. Um, Obviously lost to the Niners, right? Mm -hmm. And Niners kind of dominated them too. didn't the Atlanta came back, I think, in that game to beat them, I want to say, um, and then lost a close, weird Thursday night game against the Saints, right? But mm-hmm. they're beating teams that, well, they're beating teams, one, that they should be beating if they're going to be a division winner, and two, teams that really didn't expect to, like the Chargers, beating the Chargers, that's a huge win. Yeah dominating like comfortably winning against the giants that Giants win looks really good now yeah yeah sweeping arizona right that is in hand and that's it's huge really i can't really argue it i'm not gonna lie to you i the simple thing i can say is i think the niners are a better team i do too right so i think i and could the seahawks find a way to lose a couple games and lose that division away yeah but yeah, you're right. I mean, they're they have a sizable lead. It feels like when you look at the loss call, like the win totals and the loss columns of like, man, where are those two losses going to come from? Do I think the Niners are going to beat them um, in Seattle? Yeah, I could see it for sure. You could, yeah, definitely. I could see them beating them. Um, could I also see them losing? Not really, actually. I think the Niners are too good of a team to actually lose to Seattle in Seattle. Okay. Um, but the Niners have disappointed me a couple times this year, right? They've lost to the Bears, 
the Broncos, the um, gosh, who else was it? Who else? Oh, Atlanta. They lost bad to Atlanta, right? They they've lost and games the, that you think that they shouldn't. They should honestly the, be undefeated. The Seahawks, the Seahawks have weapons with DK and Lockett and Noah Fant and their running back Walker, Walker who is, yeah, who has turned into a monster. And Geno is playing like a top five quarterback in the NFL with how well he's been playing. Yeah. It's they are. And their defense, very pleasant surprise. And their yeah, their defense, their defense is, is really buzzing. well. Yeah. So I mean, the Seahawks have I think a clear path to win the division. The only thing is obviously the 49ers are going to be uh, kind of ch- kind of chasing them from behind. And that game, that game against the 49ers in Seattle will probably be what wins or loses either of those teams that division. Um, I you'd really think. think that it's probably going to come. Yeah, you'd think that it's going to come down to probably that game because uh, well, that'll be a, that'll be the 49ers having the whole tiebreaker over them, or not only the Seahawks having being on equal ground in terms of splitting, but also adding a win while the 49ers lose at that time. Right. Do you think where what's the record you think of the Seahawks when they finish? Or like so I, finish this stretch right. What do you think they're going to finish? So, I mean, like, like I just said, I think they're going to win three out of their next four. So that would put them at like nine and four, I think is what that would put them at. Um, And then I don't know if you, if I'm just being, let's say generous, let's say they split their last four games, they go two and two. Right. I mean, then that puts them at 11 and six. Well, dude, I mean, I think that's, I don't think that's enough. You you think the 49ers are gonna win? Um, so the 49 the 49ers would have to win like let's go, go undefeated. Let's go through it. Yeah, they're gonna go undefeated. Who do, who they are they gonna this. lose to? Okay, well the, the scariest games on the schedule for you guys are the Dolphins and the Seahawks. Okay, Dolphins at home. That's huge. They're not gonna be cooking. On 120 Fahrenheit, and the Raiders are going to bend you guys over. <laughs> <laughs> Easy win, right? Look, oh my gosh, do you, do you even see this? Their last I'm at the schedule. Their last what? Um, you can't nine? just write off the Bucks. I know they haven't been playing well, but you can't just write them off, bro. But their last nine, six of them are at home. That is a favorable yep. schedule for them. It is right it off is. the Bucks. The Bucks are trash. But what I'm saying, you can't just write them off. It's still no, great. you definitely can't. If you score 20 points, you're beating the Bucks. Like that's it. <laughs> you're also assuming. So you're saying that you'd have to assume that the 49ers are going to go undefeated, just based can, off the win. The they win can lose one. Just gave Seattle. No, you can. You said 11 and six, so the Niners can go um, 12 and five. Yeah, but. You, but in order to get that record, you'd have to win all of your games because you only have eight games left. But they only have four losses. What? They have nine games left. They have nine? Oh, they do have nine. Because they had a – yeah, okay. Yeah, they're, they're on bye yeah. this week. They're on oh, a is bye. That where the, okay. That's where the disconnect yeah. was? Okay. Okay, cool. you're on a bye. <laughs> they're winning this week. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Bro. 
Look at Very it. Very interesting. Chargers. I am looking not, at it. <laughs> not tough. Arizona. That's a tough matchup, but they're not playing nearly as well as we thought they were going to. So they might split with Arizona. They might. They might split that way. They might win that last game at home, right? Um, I think they have to win that Seattle game. I think that's a must. Commanders, they can handle. Bucks, they can definitely handle. Saints, they can definitely handle. Dolphins might be a little tricky, but if anyone knows how to defeat that offense, I think it's D'Amico Ryans because he plays against it every training camp. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that division shakes out because those are two really good teams, two of the better teams in the NFC. They're going 12-5, so, 13-4. Let's, let's do the last <laughs> take. Uh, the very last take is going to be on my dreaded Raiders. Um, I last Last week, I would have said that the Raiders and the Vikings are opposites of each other. And the reason why I would have said that is because this year, the Raiders have lost pretty much all of their games except the Saints one by one possession. The Vikings, conversely, have won all of their games by one possession. They both have quarterbacks who are probably around equal footing, roughly. They both have very good running backs, top 10 running backs. They both now have mm. top why are you shaking your head they both they right okay they both have very good tight ends now that um the well, Minnesota well, Vikings injured have all added, the time I don't even think you can count well, him. Is, well, no you can count him but I'm just saying he's I don't even know why roster. I drafted him for fantasy TJ Hawkinson now with Minnesota Vikings they Oof. both have number one wide receivers Devontae and Jefferson, and uh-huh. they both have good number two receivers in Renfro and Thielen. So they were in a good? sense... Dude, would you stop? <laughs> <laughs> they were... To me, they were inverse of each other. And the Raiders last year were sort of doing the exact same thing that the Vikings are doing right now. The Raiders were kind of living on a prayer a little bit because they were winning all of these close games. So... I went into this game going, you know what? The Jags are two and six. They should beat this team. Not that I think they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but hopefully it's a game where they can just kind of get their foot in again. And I've come to the conclusion that the Raiders just suck. The Packers are done and the Raiders are done. <laughs> it pains me to say it. It pains me to say it. And the reason why because last year was such a pleasant surprise. I don't think anybody was expecting them to make the playoffs. And they go on this run, they make it to the playoffs. And then this year, you had expectations. And then <laughs> now they're two and six. So it hurts that much more. And here's the thing that I don't understand. The Raiders roster from mm. like four years ago to now, from, no, from like four years ago to now, hasn't changed much. They've just added players who you thought oh would bolster the roster so last year uh-huh. is pretty much the identical team to now with the addition of Devontae and Chandler Jones I do not know for the life of me what the difference is with the players the only difference has been McDaniels and I don't I don't like calling for McDaniels job oh, you're call- you did call him because it doesn't feel right. You've but been man, ring, ring, ringing for that job. Uh, man, that's the common denominator right now. Or the uncommon denominator uh, that has just got added with the Raiders over this season. And man, I read some of the comments from Devontae and Derek after the game, and it just, they did not 
town happy. And I, if you got McDaniel's you got in front of you, I yeah, I I did. I can um, I can find it. You can keep going, keep going. Um, they uh, if McDaniel's and like I was talking to my dad today, fans don't know. We really don't know if it's the players. McDaniel's could have a great scheme going into the game, and the players aren't executing it, or maybe he just has crap schemes, and the Raiders are doing the best they can. Nobody really knows. But, man, if the Raiders finish with, like, three or four wins this year with the roster that they have, and if McDaniels doesn't get fired, I'd be shocked. I'd really be surprised. Really, really surprised. And I was on the record last year saying that they should have kept Rich Bisaccia. I I really felt like he was the best choice, especially given everything that happened with the Raiders last year. He was able to – him and Derek were kind of able to be that sort of calming presence and kind of steering the ship and steered them right to the playoffs. And they had a chance in that playoff game. I did not want them to get rid of Versace and they did. Um, so here's, here's, here's what I'm saying. I think right now the <laughs> Raiders should trade with the Packers. We'll give you Devonte back. If you give us Versace back. <laughs> um, Is he on the Packers? Yes, he's the special teams coach for the Packers. And I don't and I'm only saying that as a joke because I don't want the Raiders to get rid of Devontae, but man. Seems like he's the problem. Man, it's just McDaniels. I don't I he's the only like thing that I can point at. And I again I don't know. I don't really know. So it's hard for me to sit here and say that it's 100 percent his fault because I don't think it is 100 percent his fault. But man, some of the things that he I feel like it's clear. Like in the first half, they were so aggressive. They were up 17 to zero and just were throwing it all over the yard on the Jacks. And then they started to kind of get a run game going a little bit. And then in the second half, they didn't throw a pass down the field. That was more than like five yards. They totally took their foot off the gas. And it was the mm-hmm. same thing they did against um, the chiefs. It was the same thing they did against the Name Cardinals. Team yeah it's just name a game yeah it's (laughs) ridiculous it feels like they just once they get a lead in the second half they're like okay we're done like mcdaniel stops being aggressive and i I don't get it i don't understand i really don't so that's my rant about the raiders um if you're a raider fan uh doom and gloom the season's over we're tanking for who knows (laughs) i don't know i don't know I I think the only way that um, us mere mortals can like judge a coach and like a coach's performance or a coach's job, right? A head coach, right? Is if they have a specialty, each coach has to prefer one side of the ball, right? Yeah. Either defense, offense, special teams. But if that's your specialty, it better be dang good, right? It's got to be... Probably if you're a new coach, upper half of the league. If you're an offensive coach, your offense better be performing in the upper half of the league. Probably closer to top 10 nowadays because of the expectation that McVay, Shanahan, heck, McDaniels probably moved that bar a little bit with his job too. Um, Zach Taylor over the years, right? Um, you got to show early and often that you fixed your side of the ball. And then over the years plugging in, maybe getting a DC that fits that scheme and everything, right? But Josh McDaniels has been in this league forever. And their offense got worse 
I think that's the most telling Great thing work. you could say about a dude's job, right? It's just not a good fit. Maybe it doesn't say anything about him as a head coach. Maybe it's just not a good fit. Is he going to get? Yeah, and that's fine if it isn't. No. Yeah. Like it's it's just the end. It's just reality, right? There's only 32 opportunities, and he wasn't the right guy for this job. That's all good. Yeah, it doesn't mean he's a bad guy. <laughs> no, or anything like that. Like, and the yeah. the guy from uh, in Denver, right? What's his name? Oh, Nathaniel Hackett. Right, offensive guy. Their offense looks worse with Russell yeah. Wilson and all those weapons, right? Yeah, I think that's just telling. If you see that in year one, what makes you think that it's going to – like, we talk about it, right? Urban Meyer was awful. Doug Peterson comes in. He's the only change that offense. Yeah, Christian Kurtz added. Travis Etienne's healthy. Those are two pieces. But that offense looks night and day mm-hmm. last year, and you can definitely put that on the coach. Yeah. I think Doug Peterson earns a lot more time. He might get fired at the end of this year, and that might suck. But I think he deserves more time. I don't think team. Peterson's going to get fired. I, I don't. I don't think yeah, so. I'd hope not. Um, I think you have to show it. You have to prove it that you can fix your side, and that shows. Oh, he knows what he's talking about. Yep. That's the only thing I could say because we don't know what all the things that go on. But I think that's the most telling thing. If you're, if you like, are self-proclaimed offensive genius and the offense is struggling that's on you yeah just weird all around all right i don't want to talk about this anymore well wait one more what we think they're going like four and 13 rest of the they're not gonna win a game the rest of the year (laughs) they're they're tanking (laughs) with the colts for for a good qb bryce young cj stroud I don't know. I don't know who they get. I, I don't. I really don't know. And what's going to be interesting is what the evaluation of Derek is at the end of the season because I don't think Derek's been playing poorly. Um, it's probably his had best a, year, though. Yeah, but again, it's what he had. Again, he had his absolute best season last year with mm-hmm. the same team. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know if I. You can attribute that to. Derek just being off or the offense mm-hmm. that he's in is just not conducive with what he's good at. Um, yeah. Because like last year it was like, he was throwing it. I mean, he was just heaving the ball all over the place. And now it's just like this, these little Deacon dunks that it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. He, <laughs> he's, he, it, it looked like last season he finally like, really 100% got it with Gruden and it showed with the 5,000 yards and all the touchdowns he threw and going to the playoffs. And then Mm -hmm. as soon as he got it, here comes McDaniels. And now he's asking him to not throw the ball down the field and just kind of dink and dunk and do what Brady did. And it was like, he's not Brady. So stop asking him to be Brady. Um, But whatever. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We'll, we'll move off of that. Um, do you have anything about week nine? Because if not, then we'll bounce forward um, to week 10 and maybe some NBA stuff. Yeah, I think just the last thing. Um, I had one. It was kind of along the same lines. Who wins the AFC East? Because that division is the tightly contested. Like, it's just so congested in that division. Um, I think we both got the Bills, right? Uh, yeah, still. I still think the Bills are. Uh, I don't think people get. People have been defending the Bills as the best team in the NFL, and I don't think you can do that anymore. I was fine with with that take when they had one loss and I know the Jets aren't a pushover, 
Uh, but you, I don't think anybody can say that the Eagles are definitively not the best team anymore. Yeah, I think you just got to give them the respect. Um, and are we buying the Chargers? They've had a couple close wins of teams that you think they would really dominate. Um, it's teams in the NFL, right? A win's a win at the end of the day, and they're five and three somehow. Are we buying them? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, injuries for sure on that offensive side. I think you got to start the conversation with a lot of injuries, both sides, really. Yeah, I, it's just weird because they go in and then they almost beat the Chiefs, right? But then they barely beat the Broncos and they get pummeled by the Seahawks and then they barely beat Atlanta and they get destroyed by Jacksonville. So it's just weird. They have a very weird, like, um, resume, but they're five and three. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to make of them, honestly. And I, I see them a lot because they're in the, the AFC West. I think injuries played a big part of kind of why maybe they're not better than, um, yeah, I think everybody thought they would be. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm looking at the other teams. I think I'd put them in the same sort of breadth as the Giants in the sense that, like, yeah, they've got a winning record, but I'm, it's like, it's weird. Like, you almost don't want to, like the Giants have done nothing but win, and yet mm-hmm. there's still a hesitancy to pick them. And I feel like the Chargers are the same sort of thing. Like they've won, they're five and three, but there's still a hesitancy to go. Uh, uh, to I think me, I think good. I think I look at those two teams differently. Um, I think the Chargers at five and three are playing at their absolute absolute worst, and the and the Giants at six and two are playing at their absolute best. And I think that's just how I look at it. Maybe this is who the Chargers are this year. And a lot of people picked them to be going to the Super Bowl or going to the AFC Championship. And to be right, they keep backing them, right? And I think that's the same with me in my head, right? Because I picked them. I think I picked them probably to go to the Super Bowl. You want to know what the funny thing is? I'm looking at the stats right now. They have given up more points than the Raiders. And the Raiders have scored one less point. And they're five and three, and the Raiders are two. And no, I was I was looking at it right. What's the Chargers' defining win? All of they these wins are just awful that they have. Yeah, like their the best Falcons, performance is against the, the Broncos, Chiefs. the Browns, the Texans, and the Raiders. That combined teams. That combined record is really high in the loss column. Yeah, they're all bad teams. They're all and bad then teams. getting smoked. By Jacksonville, getting smoked by Seattle. I, they're going to lose their next two games, I think. They play the Niners and then they play the Chiefs, so they'll be five and five. <clears throat> I mean, I can't, I can't argue with the Niners game. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going <laughs> to, I think they're going to get destroyed by the Niners, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's, it'd be funny to see um, when Mike, Mike Williams comes back if Keenan is fully back. Um, but the, this offense, we've talked about McDaniels, right? But Brandon Staley is supposed to be a defensive guy. And that defense, I think, is underperformed his whole tenure. With I wonder if that's why he right. doesn't care about going on it for going for it on fourth down because he's a defensive guy. So he's just like, hey, screw it. Uh, this is not really my area of expertise. Go ahead. No, they need a like Minnesota shift, right? When Minnesota went from a defensive-minded head coach to now an offensive-minded, 
I think that'd be the best thing for Justin Herbert's career. I think they should take McDaniels. No, they wouldn't do that. But <laughs> I know. whoever I know. whoever the next guy up is from either San Francisco or I want to say LA, but maybe that's not very good right now. Um, yeah. But they just are so unimaginative on offense. It's like, oh, three-step drop, Justin, make us look good, right? Like, yeah, there's it's, nothing, it's no amazing. scheming to get guys open, really, in that offense. Also, update, which I know won't matter for uh, our audience, but for you, the ten, the Titans are up 17-9 to nine right now with uh, about six minutes left in the third. So, go Titans. Um, <laughs> all right. So, the Raiders <laughs> could go back in the division. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so we're at a little bit of a crossroads here. Do you want to talk about the NBA or do you want to do uh week nine of the NFL season? Uh, I mean, week 10 and make our picks. Which one do you want to do first? I think we're at 10. All right, let's do week 10 and then we'll finish with the NBA. So making our picks. So we've obviously, it's been a while since we've made our picks. Um, so don't know what our record is at the moment. We'll figure that out later. But let's head into week 10. We'll make our picks. Falcons, Panthers. Panthers are at home. We take the Falcons. Yeah, give me the Falcons. All right. Seahawks, Buccaneers. That's going to be Sunday. Uh, that's the 6.30 a.m. game. That's in Germany. Seahawks, Bucks again. Give me Seattle. Like I said, if they, if they score 20 points, they're winning. Yeah, I'm going to take Seattle as well. I know I said that um, – they were going to go three and one. And this was the game that I said that they were going to lose. But honestly, I, I'm just saying that to be like realistic about maybe their record, uh, but they could easily win this game. Uh, Lions bears. Give me uh give me the bears. Yep. I'll take the bears as well. Dolphins. I'll take the dolphins over the Browns early morning game yep. in Miami. Yep. Oh, Browns are going to be soaking. Yeah. <laughs> Community. <laughs> All right. Um, Broncos, Titans. Titans are at home. Uh, give me Tennessee. I don't think, I don't think that matters. <laughs> give me uh, the Titans. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, oh, I am not writing down picks. Although, I guess we've been, we've been the same the entire time. So, yeah. um, All right. So, 6-2 and two versus 7-1. and one. Vikings versus the Bills. Bills are at home. Ooh. Uh, give me Buffalo. I'll take Buffalo in Buffalo as well. That's a very interesting game. Because I feel like that's like a prove-it game for the Vikings. You know, definitely. So, and that's going to be a game that the Bills. I feel like the Bills a, are going to. Go ahead. The, the Vikings have had a fairly easy schedule, right? The only team that I can really remember that's actually a good team that they played was Philly, the Eagles. and they lost. Yeah, they lost. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they played. I mean, they beat the Dolphins. Um. um I don't think Tua was playing. I'm checking. Yeah, Bridgewater wasn't. Um, yeah, they really haven't had any massive wins. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Giants, Texans. Giants, Giants are home. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs at home versus the Jaguars. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah. Steelers are at home against the Saints. That's an interesting game. Man, the Steelers have not looked good with. Can you pick it? No. <laughs> no. Uh, they just weird. They just traded Claypool two and six. I'm gonna take the Saints. Take the Saints on the road. 
in Pittsburgh. Man, their offense is just oh, like I said, Pittsburgh scored 20 points and they beat Tampa Bay. There you go. <laughs> God, they just had an all. That's good. Um, I think TJ Watts back. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Steelers. That's a good call. Uh Raiders Colts. I Ooh, that's a shite show. <laughs> I wow. take the Raiders. I have to. You're gonna have a, a side bet with one of our Bryson. friends. Bryson, who's gonna get sacked more? <laughs> <laughs> Which team is gonna look worse? I'll take the Raiders. Uh, yeah. Uh, they yeah, should I'll... win that. They should win that game by three touchdowns. Um, God. JT coming back. I don't even think it matters, dude. On paper, they should just obliterate that. Oh, if they lose that game. All right, I'm gonna, uh, Rams. I'm gonna take the Colts. Did I say I was going to take gonna, the Raiders? You're going to take gonna, the Colts? I'm going to take the Colts. All right. Um, Rams, Cardinals. They both stink. Where is it? LA. So it's, it's an Arizona home game. <laughs> um, Rams are I'm so take, weird. I'm going to take the Cardinals. It's just, it's, I mean. They didn't look good either. No, neither one of them looked good, but. The Rams just have not. I don't know what to make of the Rams. I really don't. I'll take the Cardinals as well. All right, Cowboys, Packers. Ooh. I think the Cow- Cowboys. Yeah, give me the Cowboys. It's in Lambo, but I don't think that's going to matter. Uh, give me the 49ers over the Chargers. Big time. And then give me the Eagles over the Commanders. Yeah. I think that's going to be a fun game, though. I think the Commanders will uh, will give them a give them a fight. I don't think it's going to be. Um, I still think the Eagles are going to win that, but I think the Commanders will give them a good uh, good punch. So we're only different. Night? Yeah, so we're only different on two games. It's the Colts and the Saints. Um, give me give me the Rams. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Those are our Week Ten picks. And then let's just close this out with a little bit of NBA talk. We will, now that the NBA is back full and swing, we will have episodes that are going to be geared more towards the NBA and then geared more towards the NFL. We'll swap back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just quick little thoughts about the NBA. Uh, a couple thoughts that I had just uh, early, early season kind of uh, thoughts. Cavaliers are 8 1. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, not that I think anybody thought they were going to be bad. Um, because I mean that that starting lineup for them with Mitchell, Garland, Allen, Mobley, and Levert is a nasty starting lineup. Um, but eight one for Cleveland, that is really um really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um the Warriors being three and seven, that's interesting. That I didn't I that didn't make sense. That I don't know when the last time I looked at the standings and the Kings were ahead of both the Lakers and the Warriors. Um, their head? They're ahead of both of them right now. Um, so that's interesting. Um, I thought that was uh, really? something to uh, to kind of make note of. Um, the Jazz, I think, are better than a lot of people expected them to be. Um, oh, it's because they don't have as many losses. I was like, there's no way they have more than three wins. Yeah. The Jazz sitting at seven and three. That's uh, also something that I trailblazers. Yeah, the trailblazers being six and three. 
that's a little bit of a surprise. Um, I think the Bucks being nine and zero is fairly uh, fairly consistent with what everybody thought it was going to be. The Nets are an absolute dumpster fire. Holy smokes! <laughs> <laughs> In every sense of the word, um, Luka Doncic is the craziest player in the NBA. Is he? He's winning MVP, he's, right? He's got. I mean, if he if he keeps this pace, I think every game he's had so far, he's had uh, over thirty points. Um, Jeez. It's just it's insane. So. And then the Kings. The Kings are starting to uh, put a few wins together and uh, starting to feel good about that. <laughs> so yeah, won, they, when did they uh, start? One and four. Yeah, they've won three of their last four. So, mm. and they beat um, two decent. They beat two decent teams. I mean, the Hornets aren't bad, and the Heat aren't bad. So, yeah, Hornets uh, didn't have Ball and Rozier. Yeah, uh, which is kind of big. But I think the, I don't think Fox played that game. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I think that was the one that he didn't play. So yeah, they've got uh, they've got the Warriors tomorrow. Um, easy win, right? Play, easy win, yeah. Um, and then they play Cleveland, which that'll be tough. Uh, but then they get the Lakers and the Warriors again. So just run over the Warriors and the Lakers. This is your chance to kick them when they're down. Heck yeah! Come on now. Come it's on. tough because I think um, every team probably circles the Kings as a get-right game. Yeah, probably over the years um yeah we talk about the kings man because i've been paying pretty close attention to the kings um like one of the things going to this year was a strength for this team was going to be the depth uh Mm -hmm. one through eight right i think that's the thing that's been lacking whether it's been um you're relying on guys like terrence davis uh rashawn holmes Barnes at times really to score a lot more than their output. Davion Mitchell being a high-end scorer, right? I think you're just relying too much production from those guys coming off the bench, uh, especially when Sabonis isn't giving you 20 a night and Fox isn't giving you 30, which they're kind of relying on him for. Fox is going kind of crazy at the beginning. Yeah, and, and Herder, Herder's playing phenomenal. Very well to start the year which is super scary because what if he starts slumping then and murray kind of... murray's played I've, I've been really happy with the way that murray's been playing i know that he's had a good <sighs> last two, three, three games three man games. yeah he's been on a bit of a slide but i think but it's one of those things for me that's important for the kings to and as fans just to look at our draft pick and go okay i'm glad we have him you know um like you can see it um so which has not always been something that the Raiders have been able to say about the Raiders. The Kings have been able to say with their draft picks. Yeah, it's just tough because we haven't really, like, from from jump, he's been locked in. And this is the mm-hmm. first sign of any sort of struggle. And it's like, man. I, but, I mean, that is to be expected, right? I mean, he's a yeah. he's going to have his ups and downs. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, if you're comparing him to, like, uh, Bonchero and – um a couple of the guy from indiana right there's some rookies that are jumping out to hot starts but they're also playing different roles for their respective teams mm-hmm. like murray's not relying he's the murray's not expected fourth option to be, yeah and uh Bonchero is like he's like option number one pretty oh, much he looks, on the team. he looks good though he looks like a freak on the court yeah so like they're they're definitely in different roles no, I totally get it. I think Murray, that's the, I think the biggest compliment you could say to him, right? They're not drying him any plays. He's just getting his stuff through the flow of the game, which I think is kind of 
I think a part where this offense will shift more because I think he's one of the more reliable scorers on that team, right? Where you can count on him as that for sure third option to where when Fox or Sabonis are off the court, he's that guy that's working with those two, right? Um, and I think that's the, the kind of shift that Mike Brown, once he is fully understanding of this roster, is really going to make. Um, I didn't realize that Bonchero was 6'10", 250. Yeah, but he's playing like a shooting guard. Dude, he's huge. <laughs> I didn't realize he was that big. <laughs> he's he's phenomenal. Like, he, he looks like a man amongst boys. On the court. Yeah, I, I didn't realize he was that big. Um, uh, big thing for the Kings, though, <laughs> defensively, I think they're actually playing a lot more improved. Um, but it's rebounding. Yeah. I think that they're really struggling, right? Because they're running undersized with Sabonis at the five. Mm-hmm. And then Murray or Barnes at the four. Right? So it's yeah. they're, they're kind of getting out rebounded sometimes. Yeah. Well, early season, early uh, sort of mistakes being made by every team and maybe some teams getting off to hot starts that uh, won't continue. We'll see. Um, we, like I said, we'll definitely have more episodes that are geared towards the NBA and then the NFL will sort of bounce back and forth. There's some entertainment stuff we haven't even hit on. We never got a chance to talk about the uh, the House of Dragons um, show. Mm. And I think it's we're far enough removed from it that we could probably talk about it uh, with spoilers um, as well. Black Panther comes out this week. Um, I, Bree and I already have our tickets for that. Um, so lots of uh, lots of fun stuff coming up, and I'm I'm glad we're back. And it uh, feels like we uh, finally have been able to pinpoint a consistent day for us, which has just been hard to do because we both have have had fluctuating schedules, but it looks like we found a day that's going to be consistent going forward. So that's going to be fun. Uh, Thank you all so much for sticking around for the end of this episode. We really do appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Um, We hope you enjoyed the football over week eight. We're looking forward to week 10 uh, and we will be back uh, next week with some more NFL and uh, NBA talk. And then I, for sure, maybe Sam as well, we'll definitely have a review of uh, Black Panther next week as well. So I don't know when I'm going to find the time to go see a movie, but yeah. I feel like I I like uh, have a newborn or something. (laughs) That's how much less time I have right now. Well, fingers crossed. We'll see. Again, thank you all so much, and we will see you all next week.